hard to talk to him, but he did talk about it. And that's how we begin off the conversation we did in 1979. Pete Townsend here on your official station, WMS. He talks about the tragedy in Cincinnati and his thoughts about the who's role in it. Well, I think to some extent the who are to blame. I mean, it's like rock and rolls being mixed up business, isn't it? It's like it's about we're all trying to strive for something up there. We're trying to aspire to something. We're trying to inspire one another. But the way we do it isn't necessarily the right way or the wrong way. It's hard to tell sometimes. I mean, the Stones might look like a very black, black band. The Earth, Wind and Fire might look like a very white, white band. And the Who locks somewhere in between. But we all use the same techniques in a theatre or arena. And that is that we want people to forget themselves. And that's really what rock is about. You've just got to forget your worries, go, enjoy yourself, so you can face another day. And uh, I think what happened at Cincinnati is that people didn't just forget themselves, they forgot, they forgot each other. And that shouldn't happen. We must never ever forget one another, ever. And I think it's a big lesson for rock and a big lesson for us. I'm glad it happened to the Who. It's a big, big lesson for us and for our fans. And I think uh, I'd hate, would have hated to see it happen to the Stones because they've been through so much shit. arena 
when he went on before the show and he made that speech. I mean, can you imagine being somebody that runs an arena and getting as... You're talking about tonight? Yeah, yeah. and as sort of passionate as that man got. I mean, he really said some heartfelt things, you know what I mean? And I... just said in Buffalo we lost some family and that's really what hurts is that our people were lost there and we know it was our fault and it's our responsibility and I'm not going to get into any deep conversations with any police chiefs, fire marshals, CIA or federal people or whatever I mean or even any mums and dads you know I'm a father I've got two young kids my oldest daughter's 10 years old and in five years she'll be doing it like everybody else and I just want to make sure that we learn from it and we try and get something right out of it but even then you know I don't, I don't want to get mauled in I don't want to get fucking plastic or anything I mean really what we've got here is an offshoot from rock and roll rock and roll is half music and it's half a celebration of energy, losing yourself, and getting high. And everybody's got their own way of getting high. I get high, I don't get stoned, right? Sometimes I don't even need to get drunk. Uh, but I'm certainly not going to lecture anybody else about their own ways of getting high. If they need to get high this way or that way, that's their choice. But I just want them to realise that they can't ever, ever, ever forget their brothers and sisters, ever, ever. Loved him and he loved me as well. 
he loved me very, very, very much. And he was one of the people that has loved me the most. And there's been three people in my life that have loved me so intensely that it's been almost embarrassing. One is Kit Lambert, the guy that used to manage The Who. Second is my mother. And the third was Keith. And when I lost him, I realised I'd lost somebody that loved me. And so there was a bit of a selfish burst there for a second, and I thought, I've got to fill that gap. And I know he's still around, and I know he's still with us in a sense, but I mean, I feel deeply and intensely that discovered in a way, I discovered happiness through Keith's death and I can't explain it any other way. It's like, I suppose if you're in a, in any kind of front line of any sort, you get so full of your own like neuroses, you know what I mean? Jesus Christ, I mean you work on a radio station, I'm sure you're a very special person in that kind of situation, right? And you get you get caught up in what you mean and people call you up and they want to talk to you, they don't want to talk to this one and that one and you put a value on this, you put a value on that. And in the end that really it all affects stupid little things that might be happening in your life. You might be having a row with your old lady, you might be having an affair on the side, you might be doing this or the other. No, do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying and yeah. everything gets out of proportion. Every little thing that happens. Well, what is wonderful yeah. is when somebody somewhere right smacks you in the chops and brings you really to and Keith's death did that to me. And I don't care. No, I don't no, it's the wrong word. I don't not care. I don't give a shit anymore. I care, but I don't give a shit. I just want to like do my best, I want to try and be happy, I want to do my job, and I don't want to qualify it, I don't want to measure it, I just want to be a... I just want to be me, and work, and deliver, well, I like that, cause and like, come through. It's a job. Uh, I've, uh, no, nobody ever talks about it like that. It's a job. When you play, uh, a player stays playing records, it's a job. When I do my job, it's a job. But all of a sudden, okay, you're quote-unquote superstar, I'm a radio, quote-unquote, star, etc. But it's a job. And I take great pleasure in knowing that I do a job, and I want to do it well. I think you feel the same way. Now, you know, they all could throw it back to something else I know, sports. There's always a built-in lifetime for a sports figure. Ten years, that's it. But who have gone on, as far as I know, since uh, 15 years? You know, there's, uh, is there a built-in lifetime for the whole? Well, I don't know. If there is, I'll measure it out. I mean, Chuck Berry's a case in point. Yeah. He's the man. He taught a lot of people about it. Oh, Chuck Berry's the man. He's, he's the only one, really. If I'm going to take an example from anybody, I'll take an example from him. I'm going to put my body on the microwave and see whether I come out cooked or frozen.
really triggered it for me was that in England we had the punk movement. Yes, I know. And I met a couple of guys in the Sex Pistols, and I was very raunched up, and I caught them, and I got them, and they'd beaten up a few of my friends and stuff like that. So I thought, okay, you know, you want trouble, you've got it, right? And I found them in a club, and I got hold of the Paul and Steve drummer and the guitar player, and I pulled them together and I smashed their heads together and I said, okay, right, let's talk about rock and roll. What do you know about it? What do you know about it? You've been in the business for five months. What do you know about it? And they go, oh, oh well, well, we don't know anything, right? And, and I said, well, you want the flag, the standard, you take it. You take it from me now. Fight me for it now. Right? They could have wiped me out, I'm sure, but it was all fun. Well, they had no confidence in themselves. And... You're not that, you're not that well built, but <laughs> I think you could have took them. You were angry. They don't know what angry is. They say it on their records, but they don't know what it is. I think this is the problem. And I think that, in a way, that anger is a phony... It's a phony sentiment, in a way, you know what I mean? As far as rock is concerned, it's like a nonsensical, empty emotion. And that so much of what the Who do is like the other end of it. It's like idealistic. It's... Half of it is like bullshit, right, I admit. But like half of it is also we fly. We aspire to inspire kids to love. 